0: This paid podcast is a partnership between Slate Studios and Century 21 Real Estate. All uses of trademarks or brands are not meant to convey sponsorship or affiliation of this podcast. From Century 21 Real Estate, this is The Relentless, the podcast that looks at sales differently. As entrepreneurs, we write our own playbooks. When we're thrown off course, when assumptions hold us back, we find a way to move fearlessly in a different direction. I'm Kristen Meinzer. I'm an author, entrepreneur, and podcast host. And in a world filled with noise, there's a superpower I've developed that's helped me more than anything else. Never letting fear get in the way. That means building up confidence, taking risks, and tackling the really hard problems. And that's what we're exploring this season. How can we move fearlessly in a world filled with potential obstacles? Get ready to meet the people who transform what scares them into something that inspires them. It's time to move fearlessly and stay relentless. Welcome to our last episode of the season. What a thrilling ride it has been. From the military, to show business, to technology, no matter the industry, each guest taught me a fresh way to turn fear into something meaningful, something manageable, something productive. Here's a taste. The key
1: is to know that failure is not the end point, it's a
0: data point. How can you use that data to then get to the end point, which is success?
2: When you you take that approach to life where you pay forward, great things happen and great opportunities present themselves.
1: Here I am pursuing this impossible dream. When you still look at the statistics of of the people that have done Everest, it's still very, very few of us. And in a way, when when we are pursuing a dream that looks impossible, the setbacks can look scary, but it's, it's not the time to give up.
2: People would often ask me, what was the best decision you ever made? Literally the best decision I ever made when I was playing poker during my whole career was just to fold that hand and walk away from it. Taking risk, smart risk, sometimes do things that are a bit fearless because we believe we have to continue to evolve as the industry changes, as the world changes, how do we continue to evolve in that way uh, to find success?
0: Truly, every episode has helped me grow and expand as an entrepreneur. And we hope it's inspired you too. And lucky for us, we're tapping into some incredible resources with our guests today. First up, someone who's reinventing marketing for real estate brands. My name is Amory Wooden. I'm
1: the Chief Marketing Officer at Anywhere Brands and run marketing for Century
0: 21 Real Estate. And quick aside here. In addition to Century 21, Anywhere is also the parent company to top real estate brands like Better Homes and Gardens, Sotheby's, and Corcoran. But long before Amory landed at Anywhere, she was an artsy kid growing up in Maine. It's funny when I think
1: back about that now and, you know, where my life took me, but kind of Wanting to be an artist. That was kind of juxtaposed with my parents who had corporate jobs. My dad worked in insurance, my mom worked in healthcare, and they worked very, very hard. And I think they have the New England work ethic just in life. As an only child, dinner every night was talking about their days at work and what my mom, you know, saw, my dad saw as business leaders. Looking back, that was a really big piece of my life and upbringing and kind of how
0: I came to who I am today. It was also around this time when real estate first popped onto her radar. My mom was a bit of an open house junkie,
1: I think I would say. Oh, your mom and I are the same. I admit it. (laughs) We went to open houses almost every weekend and that was just part of kind of our weekend plans. We went to so many homes that I started this game that I played when I was very young, where as we drive by at houses, very visual, and I would pick out one thing that I thought the house could do to make it look better, make it more presentable. And so it would usually be like painting the front door or changing the garage doors. That I think was a piece of real estate and real estate being an important part of
0: my life. Honestly, that sounds really fun to me as a fellow real estate enthusiast. Okay, so fast forward to your 20s, you're working in New York City and you're finding yourself being drawn to roles in marketing and advertising. You figured out a way to combine this passion for creativity and data. Was there one early marketing role where all that clicked for you?
1: I've been fortunate to work at a number of just really exciting, impressive and and I think very fascinating companies, but Squarespace was a startup that I worked for. It's an online website tool builder. I started at Squarespace when there were around 200 employees. What is so special in the growth stage, you're able to gain insights from your customer base, right? You have this core, early stage, dedicated customer base that you can listen to, learn from, understand what makes them tick, understand what they want in their brand. That was really pivotal for me in really understanding how you can help form a brand in tandem, in relationship with your customer base, which is really critical.
0: These are very different businesses. How did you wind up in real estate? My husband and I, we
1: were living in Brooklyn. We started flipping houses in Brooklyn. We started flipping brownstones. I loved it. Like it was so exciting. There was not just one thing I had to do to make the home presentable. There was a list of a thousand. We were doing gut renovations, we were down to the studs, and it was really, really exciting and thrilling for me to have that creative outlet and have that business growth outlet alongside my professional career. But during that time, we were looking at a lot of houses and I was spending a lot of time with my real estate agent. And the appreciation I had for agents was so different and new to me. I had never spent half a day with an agent in the pouring rain, going from house to house. It was locked. It was falling down. There were people in it. The people wouldn't let you in. Um, There were no Ubers, so you couldn't get from one place to the next. What I saw, right, as I'm looking at the house and assessing it is my agent with their phone on 2% battery. They're plugged into the only outlet they can find. They're trying to read emails. They're taking phone calls. They are doing so much, And then they would talk to me about marketing because I worked in marketing. And I realized that they had this full-time job selling houses, managing crazy clients like myself. And then they're also thinking about CRM systems, content, marketing strategies. And it was a lot. And I reflected on that as a marketer. And it just so happened that During that time, an opportunity came up to run marketing for StreetEasy, which is Zillow's brand in New York City, their New York City real estate brand. And I jumped at the chance to be able to combine my marketing experience with
0: real estate, which I was so passionate about as well. Ooh, that sounds like getting closer and closer to the dream and to where you are now with Anywhere. So tell us about your role at Anywhere. What are you most excited to bring to the brands you oversee now? At Anywhere, I'm the chief marketing officer
1: of Anywhere Brands, our franchise brands, which means that I'm effectively the chief marketing officer of C21, of ERA, and of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Honestly, I was honored to have this opportunity because these are three really impressive but very distinctive brands. It's an opportunity for me to work at scale with my teams, but also lean into each brand in very different ways. So developing three different marketing strategies, developing three different types of relationships with the networks at hand, but at the same time, utilizing some of the resources and scale that we have at Anywhere and that we have across our team to be able to do more for our networks.
0: Mm. And what have you learned about Century 21 along the way?
1: When I started, I started in my role in September. And what I kept hearing as I was meeting with the teams is, oh my gosh, Century 21, the energy, the brokers, it's awesome. It's amazing. And you know, like, I'll be honest, I was a little bit like, okay, I mean, sure, we have lots of free brands here. And then I went to our leadership event this fall and was able to be with our top brokers, for a number of days in Arizona and the passion and the pride and the love that you experience when you're in person with a C21 network it's like it's it's like nothing else i've ever seen in my career the relationships not just that we at corporate have with with our brokers and agents but the relationships the brokers and the agents have with each other is it, it's really very unique what I loved seeing and hearing was brokers say to me, you know what, everyone has a bad day. And the market was starting to turn at that point. So, you know, there were a few bad days this fall. And they'd say, but when I'm having a bad day, I think to myself, I am part of C21. We are relentless. We can do it. We operated 121%. We go above and beyond across the board. And that's what gets me through the day. As a marketer, I like to measure things and I like to see the numbers tick. What is so special in the energy and enthusiasm and dedication that's intangible is really incredible across the C21 brand.
0: I have to agree with you. I I was also at the conference in Arizona, the genuine sincerity, excitement uh, the sense that everybody there just wanted to make people's lives better. A lot of them entered the industry because maybe they had a bad real estate experience or uh, because they knew that they could do better to serve their community and so on. I totally agree with you. These are like hard to measure on charts and KPIs and so on. But yes. when you're around people who have this level of commitment, um, it it it's truly inspiring, I have to say. Now, I do have to circle back, though, to something that you did mention, the challenges right now, you know, the market being the way it is. There's inflation, there's high interest rates, there's a rebalancing of the market. How do you, in your job, connect the dots between marketing and the -the on-the-ground work real estate agents and real estate brokers are doing?
1: What I'm focused on, right, and I want my team focused on, is how can we make our brokers' lives easier so they can focus on the selling, they can focus on the relationships with their customers, they can focus on the homes, right? So my role in all of this is how do we lighten the load on the marketing side? Because frankly, most of these agents, they didn't get in the business to do marketing. Otherwise, (laughs) right, they have a marketing job. They got in the business to be real estate agents. So we want to lighten the lift for them as much as we can. What I want them to focus on is identifying what makes them unique, what makes them special, what makes them stand out in their market, what do they have to offer that others in their local market do not, and double down on that. And I say that because, yes, there are challenges in the market right now, and there are going to be challenges ahead. But if people really focus on what they are great at, what has helped them be successful to date... And they do more of that. And they lean into that even more. That's where opportunities are going to come. I think that in challenging markets, agents, all of us, not just agents, but all of us can second guess ourselves and second guess the way that we've been doing things. The C21 way is to be fearless and to be relentless in your focus and to work towards continued success. And I believe that each of the agents and brokers in our network have something very special and unique to them that does help them stand out and will help them get ahead in the days ahead. And so that's where I'd like to see folks focus.
0: Mm. Now, a lot of what we've discussed applies well to both real estate professionals and entrepreneurs in other fields. What fundamental aspects of marketing do you think can help build a business Regardless of the field you're in, it's really important
1: that everybody, whether you're in real estate or not, identify what makes them unique and special and help to utilize that as they build their personal brand. Um, I think in the Instagram and TikTok age that we're in, there's a lot of talk about personal brands and everyone's personal brand. But truly, that is the world that we're living in right now. And to stand out, to be known for what you're good at, you need to help create that. And so what is it that's unique and special about you that you can build your personal brand around? Mm. The next thing is, and this applies to whether... You're a one person business or you're leading a team of 50. What does that brand say about you and how does it attract your client or customer? How are you going to get ahead? How are you going to grow your business and really make sure you're aware of that? You define that and you build the tools needed to keep doing that down the
0: road. Mm. So it's really knowing what you're there for and bringing what's uniquely you to the forefront making sure people know what that is. Yes, exactly. It seems like your wide-ranging experience across several industries, including retail and tech, prepared you for a lot of uncertain and scary moments. Looking through the lens of this experience, what does the phrase moving fearlessly mean to you? To me, it really means doing what you love
1: believing in yourself and pursuing that above everything else. And that can be a really scary thing if the thing that you love or the thing that you're great at doesn't seem to be normal or comfortable or fit the molds perfectly, but that in my opinion is the most successful people out there. They found something they loved, they pursued it, and they were successful in that. In the year ahead, um which, you know, is going to maybe be a tricky year for folks. It's easy to second guess yourself and say, like, oh, should I still pursue that thing that I love? Or should I just do what I hear is the thing I should do right now? Moving fearlessly to me is pursuing that thing that you love and you believe in, regardless of anything else going
0: on around you. Looking ahead at the rest of 2023, what are you most excited about for the future for century 21? for Anywhere, and for Amory?
1: Let me take one at a time here. (laughs) So for Century 21, we have seen such amazing growth the past few years as a franchise and as a network. And I'm so excited to see continued growth, so more amazing brokers coming into our franchise. For Anywhere, we are very focused on that customer piece that I talked about. So how can we continue to see, understand, commit to supporting the customer through the transaction? For me, for Amory, look, I've been in this role for about four months now and I have learned so much. I've learned, it feels like years worth of learning in four months. And one of the things that has been, Most enriching and inspiring to me is learning from our brokers. And so, speaking to them about what they're doing in their local market on the ground, how they're rethinking something, how they're really flipping a legacy action or a legacy procedure on its head and thinking about a new way to do things. And COVID was was something that made a lot of us rethink how we did things because we had to. And out of that comes innovation and out of that comes leapfrogging. And I'm learning a lot personally about ways of doing this in real estate um, and at the brands that I'm across. So I'm looking forward to continuing to learn and specifically about ways that we can innovate and think differently.
0: It always makes me so happy when I talk with somebody as accomplished as you and to hear that you're still excited about learning because I I think the work never stops and the moment it stops is when we say, I don't want to learn anymore and you're doing it and you're doing such a great job and it's just been so exciting talking with you today, Amory. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you so much. This was a really wonderful conversation and makes me excited to think about the year ahead. We've got a lot of work to do and a lot of learning to do. And, you know, I I believe that we can all see success at the end of this year if we continue to focus on what we do best and what we love to do.
0: Up next, we'll meet a Century 21 affiliate in New Jersey who figured out how to build her personal brand in a surprising way. It's fitting that Jessie is the last Century
2: 21 voice you'll meet this season. She's full of
0: energy, delight, and serious ingenuity.
2: My name's Jessie Hoff, and I'm the broker owner of Century 21 JRS Realty in Clark and Rahway, New Jersey.
0: Long before owning her Century 21 brokerage, Jessie was a very, very, very young entrepreneur selling lemonade in her front yard.
2: When I think about that, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, smearing dirt on my little sister's face and putting her sad on the curb during uh, one of our lemonade stands. And got myself in a lot of trouble for that one when my mother came home and, and saw what I had done to her. I think that that's probably the first start of something, you know, entrepreneurial, I guess.
0: That's marketing. (laughs) That, <laughs> that's sending a message. Here's a reason for you to come to our lemonade stand and nobody else's. <laughs> this sad little kid with dirt all over
2: her face, exactly. And when did real estate first catch your attention? I think when I was in college. I started to do it on my own with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and realized that I just had a hard time finding an agent who can kind of help us. We came across some agents that weren't that great, and a Thursday afternoon, when somebody tried to sell us a property in a town based on the street name, um, which was pretty funny, they said, you know, you're familiar with Westfield. I said, yes. And they said, well, this property is on Westfield Avenue. And I just thought, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and John looked at me and went, you got to get your license. And that was Thursday. I signed up on Friday. I was in class on Monday. And three weeks later, I had my license.
0: Mm. And when you did make the pivot to real estate, can you tell us some stories about those early days of buying and selling property?
2: Um, I was young. I think I was 23 or 24 when I got my license. I worked at an office that had been around for a long time, but they kind of had cleared house. So there were a few of us, all, I think, under 27 at the time, five of us. And some of the older brokers, I remember this one guy cranky old guy, used to refer to us as like packs of dogs, just running around going to expireds all the time and and just kind of taking the market by storm.
0: And for listeners who don't know what an expired listing is, can you tell us what that
2: means? Sure. It's somebody who was listed on the market and had an agreement with a brokerage and that period of time for the contract expired, and the house hadn't sold. So it's kind of like a bat signal, you know, somebody who wanted to sell and unfortunately wasn't successful. So I went to them to try to Convince them that they should give me a shot. I just felt I was meant to get that listing. And I went there, you know, four times in four days and just kept showing up like a bad penny. And eventually the seller called me and he said, my gosh, he said, if you're half as aggressive getting uh, my house sold as you are trying to get me on the phone, you might as well be the girl we give it a shot with. And that was the, that was the key for me. But I needed that connection. I needed to feel something when I went to and expired or when I went to a for sale by owner. I needed to feel like there was a reason why I was supposed to go there because then it made it easier to do.
0: Mm. And I'm guessing you managed to sell that property.
2: I did. I did. <laughs> it was great. It was in a different town than where we normally work. And uh, I still remember the agents who had the listing before calling me up and yelling at me and asking me who did I think I was and stuff like that. Um, and it was, uh, it was pretty fun, actually.
0: I'll tell you who I am. I'm the person who can sell this property, and I'm going to.
2: <laughs> exactly. And I did. Yep. I always say to people, you know, if you think you've learned everything in real estate, you're just not doing it enough because there's just always something where you go, oh, my gosh, can you believe this is happening? You know, 20 years later, I've never even heard of this or something like that. What is most exciting for you about your work? Every day. I mean, every day, it's, it's every phone call. You never know who's going to be on the other line. You never know who has heard about you or your brokerage or who wants you to help them. I still say like as much as, you know, I think we're all getting to the place where the amount of spam phone calls and things that we get, but there's just something inside me that's like, I still got to answer the phone. I still, I still want to know who's calling. It's exciting every day because there's just every day you wake up, there's an opportunity. If you want to go do something and help somebody, there's endless potential every single day. That is such a beautiful interpretation of your work. The idea
0: that you get to go out there and help people every day and make them feel like somebody is in their corner in the process of doing what may be the most daunting thing in their lives, not just the most daunting financial thing, but emotional thing in their lives. Buying a home, there's so much wrapped up in that. So much.
2: It is. It's scary. I mean, this is something that maybe people do once or twice in their life. Maybe a little bit more, but you know, statistically, maybe not. I mean, think of I think of my family who's still in the same house I grew up in, and my in laws, same thing. So for them, you know, this is a one or two time a lifetime thing.
0: Now, all this season on the relentless, we've been exploring the idea of
2: moving fearlessly. How do you, Jesse, move fearlessly in your business? I think any movement is fearless at this point. There's so much uncertainty. And somebody said this to me a while ago where I said, like, are we successful? Like, are we doing great? And, you know, you, you can't help but compare yourself to other people or look at numbers of other people or somebody's social media. And and he said to me, you know, there are some people who who just aren't even here anymore. So you might not feel like you're succeeding or thriving, but you've survived and you're still here. I think consistently doing it, trying to do better every day, trying to exist in this space and and do a good job um, requires a little bit of fearlessness uh, just to even do it. Responding
0: to shifting markets is a big part of your job. What type of work ethic and soft skills do agents need to navigate the uncertainties of these shifting markets?
2: Consistency. It's just consistency. I don't think anyone really knows for sure what the future holds, but I keep going back to like, who the hell saw the pandemic coming? So being able to do this job consistently, that's where the results come from. It's almost like in spite of what's happening with the market, still putting your clients first, serving the needs that they have, communicating effectively with them, and giving them your best on a day-to-day basis while at the same time, quite frankly, putting yourself out there, prospecting, going after the business, and making sure people know who you are.
0: And one way you're really getting people to know you is through your very active social media presence. For example, you give great tips to homeowners, you share stories from the real estate world, you leverage TikTok for all things home. How did you get into it? How has social media helped you drive your business growth? Please tell us your social media story.
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, look, I'm just as mortified as anyone else by my own social media presence. Maybe not as mortified as my children are. Um, (laughs) My daughter's not speaking to me because a bunch of people friended me on Snapchat yesterday, and she's horrified. (laughs) But the reality is that's how people communicate. That's where the business is. And That's where the people that you want to serve, that's where they live. That's where they exist. So if you can use social media, you know, I could sit back back in my day, I used to walk around the neighborhoods I wanted to farm in. And that would take hours, whether it was just knocking on doors or slipping something in the weather stripping, so not to go in their mailbox. And that would take a lot of time. Instead, I can do something on social media on a town page and reach all of those people. And it takes 20 minutes of effort.
0: So wrapping things up, What are you excited about and hopeful for in the year ahead?
2: I'm excited for what's coming in the future for the last two years. You put a listing up and poof, it sold. It requires more work now. And that's something that I've been talking with my agents about for probably the last 12 months. Like, look, this up always comes back down. This business is cyclical. In kind of a crazy way, I'm looking forward to a return to normal. A rebalancing, as it were. This market is changing, but it's also becoming more healthy. And uh, I keep thinking about the fact that like things that are not healthy are usually more fun. With it being so off balance the way it was, it's not stable, it's not safe, and it's not sustainable. With things returning, quite frankly, to normal, these interest rates are normal. They're not what they were, but they're what they normally are. I'm looking forward to what's coming because I'm confident in my agents, I'm confident in my colleagues that by doing a good job, they'll be able to help everybody succeed in a healthy and safe way.
0: Wow, what a fantastic perspective to have at this moment where a lot of people are nervous, a lot of, you know, people who look at the markets, a lot of people who are looking at interest rates, there's a lot of nervousness. But that is such a reassuring perspective to have Jesse, this has been so fantastic. Thank you for
2: joining us today on The Relentless.
0: Thank you for having me. It was
2: such a such an honor. Thank you so much.
0: That's it for today's show and for this amazing third season of The Relentless. The Relentless is produced by Slate Studios in partnership with Century 21 Real Estate. You can find out more about the guests you heard in today's show and discover more great material from our Century 21 partners at slate.com slash c21relentless. I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening. All rights reserved. Nothing herein is intended to create an employment relationship. Century 21 Real Estate LLC fully supports the principles of the Fair Housing Act and the Equal Opportunity Act. Each office is independently owned and operated. This material may contain suggestions and best practices that you may use at your discretion.